Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Business Foundation course, designed to help teachers finally nail their niche, grow their confidence and their business savvy, and generate a consistent income of £2,000 sterling or more a month teaching part-time. If you found filling your classes and growing your community frustrating, you're in the right place. These podcasts are deliberately designed as bite-sized nuggets of information to help you move from struggle and frustration to a career which is not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. In this, the second podcast in a series about money, I'd like to continue some reflection about the whole issue around the money thing and how yoga teachers get paid because it is a tricky subject, I find. Perhaps you feel the same. For example, I saw this question posted in a Facebook yoga teacher group recently. It read, Is it just me, or do people want to severely underpay yoga teachers? Just one glance at that statement, and you can almost feel the frustration and perhaps even the resentment behind that question, can't you? I'm hearing this a lot recently, and it raises so many questions and issues that I think a large majority of yoga teachers struggle with. So I'd like to try and share a perspective that I hope might be helpful. First, let's look at that statement more closely. Who are the people this teacher is referring to? Now, I'm guessing they're talking about gyms or studios, but it could also be the students or potential students who come to class. And what does that yoga teacher mean by underpay? What does that look like exactly? What is fair? For this podcast, I'm going to assume that this teacher is referring to the pay of a gym or a studio. I find this whole discussion is often very emotive, so I'd like to encourage a more holistic perspective of the situation here. Let's unpick this a little. I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a moment, so bear with me. Do studios and gyms underpay yoga teachers? Well, let's say a gym or studio pays you a regular £30-£35 per session. Some may have a scheme whereby there's an additional payment for numbers over a certain baseline figure. So the bigger your classes, the more you earn. The only costs to you in this scenario is that you give your time to prep, cost of travel to the studio and your teaching for that class. The only risk that you are taking is that the studio fails and that you lose that slot. But I suspect that most teachers who are teaching for studios or gyms have another proper job, in inverted commas, which pays the bills. And this is just a side hustle. If it isn't, then perhaps you might like to rethink that business model. The studio, however, has all the fixed costs of the premises, the staff, the marketing, the running of the business. The studio has the constant pressure of ensuring that they attract enough students to their premises in order to be able to continue to pay you and make a profit themselves. Do you know of a studio or a gym that's had to close? Maybe you're a yoga teacher who's tried to start your own studio and been so excited but had your dreams shattered when you realized just how hard a slog it can be to make it work. The truth is, 
Some studios and gyms struggle. It's a constant challenge with any business to bring in new customers. And unless there's a really good strategy for keeping those customers once they walk in the door, it's even harder to maintain a profitable business. I know yoga teachers who've begun a studio and lost money to the point where they have simply had to give up. Their dreams shattered and they are thousands of pounds lighter in their bank balance. So here's my take on this. Could you earn more as a yoga teacher if you run your own classes and courses and retreats instead of working for a gym or a studio? Absolutely, yes. But only if you are business savvy. Only if you understand some business basics and you're happy to take on all the marketing and the risks of running your own business. Let me ask you, do you like marketing? Do you know how to get your message out there and to attract enough students to you to keep paying the bills? Do you feel uncomfortable about the words money, profit and marketing? Because I also know lots of yoga teachers who have tried to make it on their own and struggled like crazy to make it pay. So I ask again, is it possible to earn a living from teaching yoga which pays the bills? Absolutely. I'm living proof of that. But I take the risks. I've had to learn how to sell myself and what I do, and I've paid good money to learn business skills from others who understood it better than I did. I have all the hassle of being the marketer, the bookkeeper, the strategist, etc. I can't just walk in and walk out of a yoga room with my students. 70% of my time is totally focused on all the other stuff that I have to do to keep the business afloat. This is what I call the behind-the-scenes stuff, that the teacher who just rocks up to teach the class and has an income safely coming in from elsewhere isn't really aware of or ever thinks about. Instead, what they sometimes do is what I call the back-of-the-fag-packet calculation about how many students are in the class, what the charge to them was, and see that as the total profit. In their head... There's 20 students in that class, paying £10 a class on average, so they expect more of that £200 that they think is the profit. Except it isn't the profit, is it? There's the fixed costs of the studio, the rent, heat, other utilities, maintenance, insurances, little extras such as free water, tea, cleaning, software, website, advertising costs, accountancy fees... I'm sure there are things I've missed here, but you get the picture. And heaven forbid, hopefully, a salary for the studio owner, too, who has actually taken the biggest risk. I get it. I really do. When I was an employee, I used to join in the discussion about feeling underpaid. But, as is often the case with so many things, there is a tendency to just see it from one perspective our own. I just want to encourage you to zoom out here a little and see the bigger picture, because the bottom line is the profit the studio is making when all of those costs are taken out will be a lot less 
than you imagine, unless they are wildly successful and perhaps even running more expensive courses for yoga teachers who, as we all know, are willing to pay hundreds if not thousands for our training. Let me tell you, the net profit for many studios is often minimal or in some cases they're running at a loss, especially in the early years of business. And if you don't understand the words gross and net profit, if you don't know what a margin is in business and it makes your eyes glaze over, if you really don't want to understand and crunch the numbers, then I'm sorry, but to be blunt, you'd be better staying working for gyms because running your own business is something that you'd hate. These are fundamentally important things to making a successful business from teaching that I teach in my foundation course. So, is there a different way to look at this? Start by asking yourself, do I want to take the risks? Do I want to take on all the responsibilities of running my own classes or my own studio? Or would I actually just prefer to rock up and teach? And if the answer is the latter, then simply try to find the places to work which suit you best and which pay you reasonably. Make that your side hustle, knowing that your financial security comes from elsewhere. However, if you do want to become master or mistress of your own destiny and you've limited business understanding right now, but are willing to learn, then I'd like to encourage you to see working with gyms or studios from the perspective of how can gyms or studios be a helpful part of my own yoga teacher journey? Is it perhaps more about accepting that there will always be a limit to what you can earn using this business model? How about seeing working for others as a way of building up your own teaching experience when you're new to the game? How about using this as an opportunity to get over that hump of fear of standing in front of a class and teaching? How about seeing working for studios or gyms as an opportunity to fine-tune your teaching and help you hone your niche with almost zero financial risk to you? How about seeing it as a short-term strategy which acts as the first step in your longer-term vision for your yoga teaching career, if that's what you want. You know, I chose from the start not to teach in studios, but I had a background in teaching anyhow, and I'd already built up one business on my own. So launching my first classes was reasonably successful, and it grew quickly. But don't confuse being a good yoga teacher with your worth when it comes to making a living. You might be the best yoga teacher in the whole wide world, but you will never make a decent living from working in gyms. Nor will you if you try to set up on your own unless you have some basic business skills and you're willing to take some financial and emotional risk. Now I'm aware I may well have put the cat amongst the pigeons here. I don't mean to burst bubbles. I don't mean to condone bad business practices or make judgments about what's fair or unfair pay unless I have all the facts or even do I want to take sides. But 
I am a big believer in seeing things for what they are, trying to understand the bigger picture and encouraging teachers to work out just what they are really looking for from their teaching and planning their strategy within the real-life constraints they face. So, if you are a teacher currently feeling undervalued, working for a gym or a studio, I encourage you to do three things. Number one, take time out and reflect on whether your current strategy of working for gyms or studios is sustainable for you. Don't just moan about being underpaid and undervalued if that's how you feel. Moaning gets us nowhere, I've found, and it just makes us feel bad. Simply understand that trying to make a living which pays the bills using this as your business model will be a lot of hustle and you'll have to teach a lot of classes to make a living from it. The reality is that for most, it's simply unsustainable. But the other reality is, when you understand the business from the perspective of the studio, that's unlikely to change anytime soon. So you either accept or walk away. That's a decision you have the power to make. Point number two, instead of bemoaning being underpaid, ask yourself, what needs to change? What options do I have? What do I really want to do? How do I really see myself as a yoga teacher 12 months from now? What steps might I take to help me move forward? And lastly, point number three, actually take action to make changes. I'm sorry to be blunt yet again, but changing other people's behavior is nigh on impossible or takes a lot of energy you probably don't have as an active campaigner for change. But what you do have is control over yourself. If you feel undervalued, ask yourself, how can I walk away? Am I prepared to put up with this or not? And if you feel a calling to try to make it on your own, reflect on what the gaps are in your knowledge and what steps you might need to take first to make that happen. I'm a huge believer in taking control of our own destiny rather than wallowing in self-pity about a situation that we are unlikely to change. All I know is, if you want to make a living from teaching which doesn't make you feel resentful and frustrated, that is possible. You just need to understand that unless you know how to do that already, unless you already understand some basic business fundamentals, then you've got a learning curve ahead of you. It's totally worth it, but you need to be prepared to roll up your sleeves, get a bit uncomfortable and up your game. So, in summary, you can only feel underpaid and undervalued if you allow that to be true, because this is an inner game and beginning to be more aware of our thinking and behavior is the first step to recognizing if it's an issue which might be unhelpful to us. As a yogi, hopefully well aware of the benefits of mindfulness, some time reflecting here can be very beneficial. And in the third and final part of this series around the money mindset, I'll offer some tips on how to tackle this if it's something that you feel might be holding you back as a teacher. You know, I find the money gremlins come up fairly regularly with the teachers that I work with. If this is a topic that resonates for you, 
then perhaps I can help. I want you to know it is possible to build something not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. It is possible to leave the grind of working for others to build your own classes and community, but you do need to have some fundamental understanding of marketing and business if you want to succeed for the long term. And that's exactly what the Pathway to Profit as a Yoga Teacher program, How to Build a Thriving Part-Time Business Teaching Yoga, is designed to do. So if you'd like to know more about how this 12-week mentoring and coaching program might help you, contact me direct at shona at fastmail.com. I might just be able to help. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you find these tips helpful. With over a decade of experience and into my 70s now, I'd like to think that I can help other yoga teachers find a rewarding career teaching yoga. I run a foundation training course in business skills for yoga teachers designed specifically to give them a solid base and business savvy upon which they can build and scale up if they choose. If you're interested in learning more, drop me a line at shona at fastmail.com. Meanwhile, do subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to listen to. And go out there and bring your yoga to the students that you were meant to serve. Namaste. Namaste.